Jennifer Isabella. And I'm Keith Johnston. Your co-host for Forrester's podcast, What It Means, where we explore the latest market dynamics impacting executives and their customers. Today, we're joined by VP and Principal Analyst Jay Patasol to discuss the biggest takeaways from this year's Can Lions, including the exciting developments in generative AI for marketing and advertising. Welcome, Jay. Thanks. Good to be here. So, Jay, let's get right into it. I mean, we, you know, both you and I have been there uh, many times over the years. Uh, we both just came back. This was the 70th Can Lions International Festival of Creativity. Uh, I got to tell you, the the overall vibe that I was sensing was, you know, pretty upbeat, you know, up unlike last year where, you know, the economy and a little bit of the post-COVID hangover was kind of dragging some things down. Um you know, overall, I just, I felt an inflection point where brands and agencies and big tech, you know, were some ways finding some harmony and have really adjusted to this collective economic reality and just, I don't know, the new tech led system of advertising and how it works. I mean, what were you feeling? What are some big themes? I would agree that th- there was an overall up upbeat atmosphere. I mean, especially in the context of so much economic uncertainty um, that that you, you didn't feel the weight of the uh, the economy and, um, uh, you know, hyperinflation um, at this event. Um, it felt very much like a, you know, business as usual, you know, kind of we're back kind of vibe, um, you know, post-pandemic uh, uh, enthusiasm. And so I, I, I think I'd, you know, I, I would agree with you there that there's that there's kind of more of a focus on, on, on what comes next. Uh, and you could see that in the collision of uh, media and content and technology and business kind of all happening, you know, along the, the, the French Riviera. Um, that said, I mean, there were some really interesting kind of themes that popped uh, as there are always, you know, each year. And, you know, this year, the, you know, among them are like the rise of the creator uh, economy. And, you know, for our, our, our clients that are, are, are familiar with this, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll understand exactly what we say by creator economy. For those that are a, a little less clear, it's really, it, it's essentially like freelance um uh, content creators um, with their own built-in social audiences that have used social media and social followings to 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 build um, you know to build a reach mechanism in um, and have built some fame you know for themselves at some of the some of the events we saw uh, you know podcasters like uh, Alexandra Cooper that's uh, the host of a you know of a of a social pod of a culture podcast. Um, uh, the activist and the influencer uh, Jamila Jamil um, it was an, uh, another example of uh, of a creator that was on site and you know very engaged and involved there, um, and just you know just this growing number of of tech platforms that are operating almost as you know marketplaces for creators uh, started to have a really large presence. Um, at, uh, at the festival, in particular, was Whaler that um, that built out a a a, a really significant um, installation along the beach um, and hosted uh, lots of content. But they weren't alone. I mean, there were other there were other marketplaces for um, uh, uh, for creators and and content creators like uh, VidMob, for example. Um, 
But you even saw this, the large, like established social media platforms pursuing this trend. Um, Google uh, was hosting creator content um, uh, under its YouTube uh, banner and 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 heading. Uh, Spotify was was hosting um, a series of YouTubers um, as as discussions about uh, uh, creating content and creating following. Uh, Amazon had musical artists. Um, uh, you know, Meta brought a, a number of content artists, uh, as did as did TikTok, um, and and so you could really kind of feel the creator vibe uh, happening. You know, at the festival, and and this of course follows a series of blockbuster um, acquisitions just this past year of uh, a number of creative agent or creator agencies, you know, influencer agencies that were bought by, uh, by holding companies, uh, goat um, influencer village, obviously um, were all, were all, you know, purchases this year um, uh, that kind of demonstrate this trend. Um, so the, you know, the creator economy was, uh, was, was alive and well. And I think for, you know, for marketers, it, it means, um, that there are other alternatives, you know, um, uh, that there are, you know, there, there are ways to use, um, to use digital and to use social media that can be more authentic and more endemic to the environment by, by tapping into the, uh, to the creator, um, and, and their authenticity with their, with their audience, I mean, the watch out is the is the is the same watch out that has been for for years. Whenever any marketer or any brand engages a spokesperson, you um, you take on not only the positive qualities um, and the the reach and the influence of that of that spokesperson, but you also take on their you know their their their, their fallibility um, in that they're they're humans, they make mistakes, um, and that you know that's just part of the game. So. The, you know, the creator economy is the new spokesperson and that was on full display, you know, and in, inside uh, inside the installation. So, Jay, you obviously rattled off a few company names that were in, you know, the tech space. But this has been a huge, you know, sort of ballooning of um, tech firms right at this at this festival over, I don't know, probably the last 10, 15 years. So what who did you see there you know had that had a decent presence was there um aside from some of the creator marketplaces that you just mentioned or agencies that were that were in presence were there other sort of tech companies and ad tech specifically that that had a, a large presence at the show uh absolutely um you know microsoft uh pinterest meta you know spotify all had um, really significant presence um, and installations uh, at the festival. The big tech companies did not hold back, you know, in terms of uh, uh, you know demonstrating their reach um, and and their capacity to, to to harness an audience. You know, and a great example of that would have been how Spotify put on nightly concerts. One of which was. The, uh, the Foo Fighters, um, which was, you know, was standing room only, as you can imagine, um, and uh, a difficult ticket to get. But, you know, along the line, there were just scores of, uh, of other companies there. I mentioned some, you know, earlier when we were talking about uh, influencers, you know, Vidma being one of them, but Imobi um, uh, was, a, you know, was another company there, uh, the uh, ad tech company that we, you know, that we engaged with. Freewheel, which was the Comcast-owned uh, ad tech video solution uh, provider, had a, had a, you know, an installation there. 
Um, but there were, you know, there were lots of, there was programming that was dedicated specifically as like basically startup connects um, in, in order to, to bring um, the, the kind of smaller or, 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 or newly created firms um, together with uh, marketing and, and business executives looking for, you know, for what's next. And, and so there were a number of, um, of installations that were built around, um, you know, providing a, 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 you know, a, a dedicated meat space for, um, for brands and, and startups, um, and allowing brands to kind of sign up to, to sit down and meet with the startup executives and understand their proposition, learn about, learn about their services and learn about their company, uh, and, and see what, you know, um, and see what comes of it. And, and so that activity I think was, you know, was, was pretty substantial, um, and is, I think one of the, one of the great values of, you know, of a festival like this and that, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of technology behind the creativity and, uh, there's a lot of emerging technology, um, that's coming along and, it, and, and the festival plays a, a role to kind of bring, you know, bring together the startup with the, uh, uh, with the brand. Is that a, sh- is that a palpable shift that you're noting here where, you know, can lines, there's a huge award component and and now you're sort of pointing at this this sort of marketplace right of you're connecting brands and executives to startups and new tech potentially yeah i mean it's not just an award show anymore um you know that that is of course uh, among you know one of the the main activities that takes place but um you know as we we're describing it's a place to connect um it's a place to learn uh, it's a place to do business. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a place to network and, um, and all of these things are adding, you know, a great deal of dimension to what was, you know, once, you know, simply, uh, the, the, the celebration and, and of, uh, awards that were won for, for work that was produced over the, over the previous year. And, and so, you know, as much as it's a festival of creativity, there's a, there's a, there's a business component and a business vibe that, that runs through this, that helps, um, not only substantiate the, the level of investment and time commitment involved, but also, you know, creates a path for some, some conclusions to come out of the, you know, the, uh, the activity it, it, it creates, um, it creates a way to take what you've learned and, and take what's available and, and, and use it in, in, in your future marketing and, and business efforts. And it's certainly a place, Jay, that, you know, uh, you know, businesses are validated as their efforts, um, you know, especially the agencies. I mean, the awards become a vehicle for them. We saw some of the trides and trues. Omnicom was, you know, the most creative company uh, this year. You know, they got that award. But there was some other agencies that, you know, showed some significant presence that, you know, uh, I don't know, as they, they stood out a little bit. Who were a couple of those? You know, I think the, the one installation that stood out the most for me uh, was was Stagwell's uh, Sport Beach. Um, and the reason that it stood out is because it was themed in such a way that none others were. You know, it, they had a really a very consistent theme that was, you know, dedicated towards um, and, and tapping into the kind of the growing sport tech business um, and, and sport programming and the audiences that are, that are shaped around 
sports and and they execute it in such a way that it was very focused you know i mean all sure all installations had a bit of a theme running through it but theirs was theirs was you know was 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 really was really focused around just you know sport and the role of marketing and entertainment um inside sport and their content and their activities and and the way that they they executed that program was notably different um for uh, you know, for what you usually see along the uh, along the the Quisette and um, and along the beach. So Jay, you and I uh, both did a bunch of sessions while we were there, participated in some content, and it seemed like uh, all the content started with well, good intentions to to cover one thing, and inevitably always ended up being dominated by AI. So. Take us through that theme of AI, because I got to tell you, the metaverse pretty much vanished this year. Uh, agreed. Um, the, uh, the, the metaverse, uh, spark, um, has, uh, has come and gone. Um, I was, I, I think almost nine out of 10 conversations, uh, at some point touched on AI or, or, or generative AI to the, to the extent that there were many companies that were, <laughs> that were trying to avoid it. Um, but we're, you know, inevitably kind of running into this, into this conversation. Um, the thing I find ironic though, uh, uh, Keith and Jen is that, um, that, you know, a, a lot of the official programming at can, um, uh, w- was focused on other topics and not necessarily, uh, AI. they had a few AI topics, but for, for as, as prominent as it was, um, it was, um, uh, uh, you know, a small part, I think, of the of the official programming, and and consequently, like a lot of conversations, just kind of inevitably wound the, the, and found them the, themselves, you know, talking about AI and the implications uh, of AI. Um, the agencies, I think, fully embraced it. Um, you know, WPP, for example, um, and NVIDIA uh, hosted a session about um, their combined AI efforts. Uh, Omnicom hosted a session that involved Forrester um, and uh, some experts from Oxford uh, that teach courses in business uh, for AI. Um, uh, Publicis Group uh, and, uh, and Microsoft uh, hosted AI sessions and innovation sessions that, 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 that touched this topic. And, and so it was kind of ever present. Um, it was by far and away the it topic of, uh, of, of the conference. Um, everyone is either fearful or, or, or fascinated, uh, about it. And, um, you know, and the, 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 the implications for what AI can do for, for marketing, the creative process, um, uh, and the, you know, the, the players that are involved in, 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 in producing marketing, um, was a was probably the conversation of the of of the entire week, um, and and I think what's what's you know ironic is that this is not a new topic. I mean, AI has been around for um, for decades and has been involved in marketing um, uh, as part of delivery, whether it be you know really basic you know robotics process automation or even more sophisticated machine learning which ha- machine learning has a significant impact on media deli- media delivery and 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 media activation from creating au- helping to create audiences to uh, helping to optimize channels and optimize budgets um, and optimize the you know the actual campaigns. I think Group M recently produced some research that shows that um, AI touches 50% of media executions, you know, at this stage. 
And so the fact that this was the it conversation with something that is that is so prevalent already um, in marketing was notable. What what's I think the real shift here is that there's an excitement for it and the excitement for it is new. It used to be more fearful and mysterious, you know, as I when I talk about things like, you know, robotics processing or robotics process automation or machine learning. I mean, that's that's difficult to kind of to, to understand and 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 it takes a data scientist to be able to fully implement and apply technologies like this and the the skill set of being able to create marketing and be a data scientist simultaneously is a is is not a commonplace skill set what's happened is generative ai and these these very usable simple interfaces um, these interactive chat uh, interfaces have really democratized the ability to understand how to apply AI to 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 marketing and to and to the work, and that has replaced this kind of you know puzzlement or or maybe in some instances fear of job displacement with a fascination of what this technology can do and how it can contribute to marketing and speed things up and make make the work more efficient and more intelligent. Um, and 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 I think that is the energy that you felt in all of these, you know, all of these conversations. Um, and it and and it's understandable because I think our own data here at Forrester has really helped us understand the 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 interest and the scale of of what AI can do within marketing. And to just to illustrate that, we in Q1 we asked um, uh, a CMO audience, a US-based CMO audience. Um, uh, how many of them had had implemented generative AI in their um, marketing executions? And 19% had indicated that they had had done so in Q1. In Q2, that jumped to 56%. Um, and uh, and we would anticipate that it would you know it's 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 probably going to be even more you know by the end of the year. 84% um, of of CMOS in that research had indicated that. That understanding the opportunity for AI and marketing was among their top priorities. So it's really it, it, it's 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 not only grown in interest, but it's grown in application, uh, you know, as well. And it has you know some pretty profound effects for for what you know what marketing looks like in the future. And what marketing looks like, uh, I think the first place people go is it's a threat to creativity, and I want to get to that debate a little later, but. You know what we're seeing and what your research is seeing and what i think we felt it can is that there's just we're starting to embrace this idea that it's it's going to influence or augment the creative process but it's not going to replace creative right yeah i mean it's you know the, the it changes the creative process um but but not just it doesn't destroy the creative process it changes the creative process in the sense that it takes speed you know the ability to um find uh you know images very quickly um to construct images very quickly to to produce copy and drafts and iterations um to 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 be able to um very quickly organize information and organize research to uh develop you know extensive lists of um you know seo keywords um you know so on and so like they're just they're they're numerous use cases of this what used to take us weeks 
can be done in days, can be done in hours in, in, in some instances. So it adds it adds speed um, in, in an environment that has often been criticized to be, you know, some sometimes sluggish. Um, and it combines it with 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 quality, you know, um, because people still need to be involved in the in uh, in in. in and content creation and, and and in marketing creation, and we can we can talk about the the reasons for that. But it's it's not pushing people out of the loop. It's 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 working side by side with people, and so it takes the speed and the efficiency and combines it with the the quality, and it produces faster outputs and 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 better outputs. Um, when we asked CMOs, you know, what are the benefits? Of, uh, of, uh, of generative AI as part of their marketing execution, 46% said cost efficiency in delivery, which is not surprising um, that, that cost and, and efficiency would be um, among the things that interests um, executives. But 44% said it improves storytelling. 43% said that it keeps pace with consumer behavior and 41% said it increases productivity. So it's really a, it's a combination of efficiency and effectiveness that, that, that this technology delivers. Um, and so it becomes kind of a strategic choice for, for, for marketers, you know, to think about, you know, am I just trying to cut costs or am I trying to, am I trying to, to, you know, to boost the effect of, of, of the work that I'm doing? Um, because the, the technology has the capability to do both. And, you know, when when you ask us, we we feel like it is a bit of a both um, be, is the answer. But really, focus on the effectiveness and a fo and focus on the scale that you're able to achieve and the personalization that you're able to achieve that you weren't able to do just manually um, before. And 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 so it's a combination of you know everything that's great about your creators and your people um, and the scale of technology combined together. And and of course, you know we've we've written about that in the past, um, and we've written about that opportunity. Um, we, we we call it intelligent creativity at, at Forrester. It's the combination of of you know uh, people problem solvers and you know AI powered scale and data and and technology. And you know putting those two things together gives gives you know our our, our clients the best of both worlds. Um, the ability to produce work that stands out. Um, and, and to do it with, with scale and speed. And that's, I mean, that, I think that's the substantial change is, um, the, the pace at which, you know, you're, that you're, that you're doing this. Jay, you know, you mentioned that advertising has been in the AI game for a little while. We saw some huge deals being done, um, amongst big tech and, uh, the entire ecosystem. I don't think marketers are going to stop. I think they're going to keep going, but. Is there some words of caution uh, as we go forward? What what did you hear on the ground there in Cannes? Well, I think definitely they're gonna. Th th this is this is not you know this is not this year's you know metaverse. Um, and you know next uh, inevitably next year we will be talking about additional things, but we will also continue to be talking about what AI can do um, uh, uh, for marketing. And because you know really what it comes down to is. The, the the machines are, are are more efficient and are and are better at doing certain tasks than than people are, which leaves people to do what they do best, which is create ideas, which is create solutions, which is 
think of think of the things that haven't been necessarily thought of before and find novel ways to to build those as as part of a marketing campaign as part of a product or a digital experience and and so i i, I think this this conversation will absolutely be will continue because it's going to allow creativity to thrive um and and so you know you know future future discussions will 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 certainly involve uh will evolve creativity but i think that creativity and ai kind of will work together very seamlessly um and some of the best examples you know that i've seen in the marketplace um you 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 really can't even tell that the ai is there it's just you know it's just in the background as part of as as part of the platform as part of the production you know as part of the development there's a coca-cola commercial that was debuted um, this year in the Super Bowl um, uh, that uh, that that takes place in an art gallery, um, and uh, and you know the 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 theme and the storyline is you've got someone that's you know that's that's drinking uh, Coca Cola that's in an art gallery and all these great works of art come to life and start in, in, interacting with one another and interacting with the product, and and what you don't know is that all of the production behind that is AI powered, and you wouldn't really see that, and and so I think that type of you know symbiotic relationship between the the tech and the people are going to are, are absolutely going to be you know moving forward in conversations that we have this year next year the next five years um uh and it'll allow us to create um more interesting and engaging content more personalized content you know, knowing the audience and, and being able to very quickly compile together the right content and the right information um, that is appropriate and relevant for the audience is 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 to be a, a huge theme, I think, in the future. As much as there is cause for concern or pause, there's I think there's cause for a lot of optimism in, in what the tech can do. I hate to... Um... Be, be, the, be the person to bring the rain cloud into this conversation, but it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows, right? Like what should marketers and business leaders be worried about as it relates to AI in this space? Yeah, I mean, there, there's, you know, it's well documented, right? Um, in, in that the issues, you know, center around accuracy and bias and liability and, and the, you know, the misuse of, uh, you know, of the technology. Early on, we've had a number of scientists, tech leaders, you know, academics that have, that have said we need to pause the development of uh, uh, of AI. We most recently there was a, a statement that was put out by uh, you know a long list of you know some of the same types um, that were equating AI to global warming and you know nuclear proliferation. And I think all of that, all of the concern is well founded because um, the, the, the particularly generative AI the. Uh, the, the, the technology is not completely accurate. It's known to hallucinate. Um, it is known to produce solutions that um, that uh, repurpose misinformation from uh, the training data. Um, the information or the solutions that it provides can be biased. You know, um, again, uh, coming from the the, the training di uh, training data that has the bias, you know, as part of it. Um, there are a lot of questions around, you know, what can be copyrighted and what can't be. Uh, copyrighted and there's a you know there's there's some clarity but there's still you know a, there's still ambiguity as, as to you know what constitutes 
you know, a copyrightable work of art. The U.S. patent, oh, I'm sorry, the U.S. Copyright Office um, uh, kind of reasserted its longstanding point of view that human authorship is required. Um, but exactly what is, you know, human authorship is not, you know, fully defined. There are a number of court cases in which there are companies that are um, being sued for uh, copyright um, infringement. There are other court cases where artists have uh, tried to assert um, copyright protections um, for AI-created works, and uh, they were not granted copyright. So, I, you know, a lot of this has yet to fall, and I th and and it looks, you know, as as it would be about, you know, twelve. I don't know, 12, 24 or so months for a, a, a number of these things to kind of shake out, particularly on the, um, you know, on the, on the legal side, there's also kind of a little bit of a hysteria, you know, out in the, you know, in the marketplace where there's some that feel like, um, you know, that have equated AI to, you know, an extinction level event, you know, have called it existential. And I, I believe that to be, um, you know, a bit of an overreach, you know, and I mean, hysteria is a good, good description for that because there are, you know, there are so many examples over the course of history in which we've thought that, you know, the latest technology was going to bring about negative times. You know, for example, the, 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 around the turn of the century, there were people that were absolutely terrified of electricity. Um, one U.S. president had staff go from room to room and turn on and off the electricity and the lights for him because he was terrified that he would be electrocuted. You know, a perfect example, right? Uh, Y2K. I mean, the world was supposed to end on on December thirty first, nineteen ninety nine, um, because of the Y two K bug. We've been down. We've seen this movie before, and there is very good reason to be concerned. But there's also very good reason to kind of recognize that this is an emerging technology, um, uh, and in its context, it is it's it's best used as a uh, as an assistant to people and not a uh, replacement, um, uh, and 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 that's and that's really what we're seeing in in the marketing world is it's a really useful co-creator it's a really useful assistant to help speed things along um to add scale and personalization um uh where possible and to and to give um you know to give people a set of tools and a set of uh uh skills that they you know that they didn't have before that you know that will create more content so let's tap into that hysteria and ask the big question this is the International Festival of Creativity. It's not going to be next year, the year after that, but several years from now, are we still calling this the Festival of Creativity? One of our clients said something really interesting over the course of this year's uh, this year's CAM, um, which is as much as it is a festival of creativity, it's also a festival of innovation. And that I think will absolutely continue like that 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 symbiotic relationship that you were describing Keith at the beginning uh, of this that vibe of of tech business marketing content entertainment all coming together um i think that best describes what this what this will be and and yes ai will play a, a role in that content creators will play a role in that ad tech you know is going to play a, a a huge role in that um as will just the traditional four P's of marketing, you know, will will play a role in that. So I I, I really like the um, the label, uh, you know, a festival of innovation because that's I think that well describes what's happening at 
um, you know, at this moment for marketing, which is that we're innovating the ways in which we reach people. We're innovating the ways in which we create content. We're innovating the way in which we operate structurally internally. Um, we're innovating the partner relationship that we have with, uh, with suppliers and all that's happening, you know, yes, at a, at a, at a little festival in the South of France, but it's happening every day, um, in, in, in business activity. So is AI going to take over certain jobs? Sure. Yes. There's going to be certain jobs that will be automated away, but our forecast shows that the creative problem solving roles are the, are the roles that will, um, that will actually thrive as a result uh, of this technology. So th this, this path of innovation of, of, you know, people working, you know, with machines and, and, and reorganizing the way that we create marketing and reorganizing the way that we structure marketing departments, all of that is going to, all of that is going to continue. And I think will just kind of carry us through to, um, you know, the next, you know, the next wave of growth um, that uh, that companies are looking for. That all sounds great. Well, thanks for all the insights, Jay, and uh, we'll see you at the beach next year. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to Forrester's What It Means podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast player. To continue the conversation, follow Forrester on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, or drop us a note at podcast at Thanks for listening.